1: Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: Hey, my friends. We will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. What's up, Unbroken Nation? I hope that you are doing well wherever you are in the world. Before we get started in today's episode, I wanted to let you know that my book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, is 99 cents on Kindle. On the Amazon store, Think Unbroken, my book is $0.99 from now until the rest of the year. As we head into the end of 2020, I recognize that people need as many resources as possible. And so the Kindle version of that book is only $0.99. I hope that you'll take some time and check it out and read it and review it and share it and buy 25 copies for your friends It's really important right now that we come together as a community and a people and heal and learn and grow together. If you're not familiar, Think Unbroken is a book that I wrote about my journey through healing based on the mindset principles and adaptations of of really what I would consider to be the most important assets of this process. So do me a favor, check out Think Unbroken on Amazon. Please buy a copy or 25. It would mean the world to me and share it with someone who needs it.
2: Welcome to the Michael Unbroken podcast where it's all about understanding your past, getting out of the vortex, creating intention, cultivating self-belief, and becoming the hero of your own story. This podcast answers real client questions with real, personal, practical, and actionable advice based on science, mindset, and becoming unbroken. Now, your trauma coach, author, and speaker, Michael Anthony. What's
0: up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Today, we're going to step into the Unbroken podcast talking about negative self-talk. Recently, I posted on social media and sent out a newsletter blast that said, send me your biggest negative self-talk talk. talk." And we're going to dive into it. And I'm going to help you form an understanding and a formulation around how to move through it. You know, one of the biggest things that I do as a coach and mentor for adult survivors of childhood trauma is we dive into these things at depth because you may be aware of this, negative self-talk can be the very thing that is keeping you from healing and growing and changing and ultimately becoming that hero of your own story. So today, I'm going to read one of the responses to my question anonymously, as they prefer, and each week ongoing... We're going to spend some time talking about real, practical coaching ideas around what is happening in your life. So if you have a question that you would like me to answer or a topic you want me to dive in on the podcast, you can either DM me at Michael Unbroken on all of the things, or I'm going to give you my direct email. It's michael at thinkunbroken.com. And you can be as detailed as you'd like, and I'm more than happy to dive in. So weekly, we're going to step into this and answering listeners' questions. So this week, again, they prefer to remain anonymous, which is totally fine. So I'm going to read their question, and then I'm going to give you my answer as a coach and as a mentor and someone who knows exactly what it's like to be faced with the dirty dragon of negative self-talk. Michael, my biggest negative self-talk is that I am somehow a fraud and all the personal and professional success that I've created for myself is all fake. That I'm not truly good enough, smart enough, etc., to have earned what I have earned today. That somehow I fake my way through college, my career, and my personal relationships. I honestly wait for the bottom to fall out any day. That's why I'm, that's why I work so hard. And I'm such a control freak. I'm afraid I'm going to lose it all. And everyone will see that I'm a fraud. That my bio parents were right all along. And that I'm just not good enough and don't deserve any happiness. That is the biggest challenge I face with myself. And the next is that I'm not worthy enough for true, genuine, loving relationships. I will likely be alone for the rest of my life. And that is equally terrifying, being alone. Please help. Let me say this. This is a shared experience, not only with myself, because I resonate to everything that you wrote, but with millions and millions of people around the world. If anything, let me start this off by saying that you have solidarity with a countless number of people who are impacted by this same negative belief. I want you to think about this. If it's true that we are the sum total of all of our experiences leading up till this moment, then it is entirely reasonable that the baseline understanding that we have of who we are in the world is informed by our adolescence and the time in which we are creating a self narrative. Now, here's the thing that you really have to understand our self narrative is created not only through our understanding of the world, but what is reflected back to us by the people in it. We learn through learned behavior, right? The way we think, the way we act, the way we move, the way we chew, the way we breathe, the way we do everything, we develop those skills through watching, right? Think about it. You can't tie your shoe as a child until someone teaches you how to tie a shoe or ride a bike, or think about this, at a really subconscious level, you can't even speak until you've heard someone else speak. So we take all that information, we decipher it and distill it down, we make it palatable and practical with our little child baby brains, and we use that information to create ourselves. Now, what happens when all that information is negative? Well, think about this. If it is true that we are the stories that we tell ourselves, which I fully believe that it is true that we, in fact, are the stories that we tell ourselves, then it is all but reasonable and true that everything that you just wrote makes perfect sense. Now, here's the hard part. Way harder than acknowledging the fact that negative self-talk is destroying your life you have to take in consideration that now you are in a place where it is your responsibility to reframe that. And the hard part about this is that that takes time. It takes an immense amount of patience and more so it takes fortitude at a level in which most people cannot develop for a very, very long time. So where do you start? How do you actually step into this place where you can start to take control over the way that you communicate with yourself? First and foremost, you have an understanding of a baseline. You actually are way ahead of many people in this scenario because you were able to name it. I'm afraid that my bio parents were right all along and I'm just not good enough and don't deserve happiness. Well, I say, fuck that shit. First and foremost, you do deserve happiness, and you are good enough. The only way that's going to be true, however, is when you convince yourself of it. Nothing that I am going to say is going to change the way that you think about yourself. I can't breathe for you. I can't live for you. I can't think for you. I can't act for you. Only you can do that. So now you're probably thinking, well, great, Michael, that's super helpful. So what the fuck do I do? Step one is every single time that a negative thought comes into your mind, you need to immediately take pause and ask yourself two questions. One, where is this thought coming from? And two, is this thought true of who I am And if the answer is no, and if you don't know where it's coming from, then guess what? It probably doesn't actually serve you. So what do you do with it? How do you flip it on its head? Immediately, the second, here's what's really amazing about what you wrote. You laid out exactly everything happening in your life that is negative. Think about this. What would it look like to flip the scenario in your head the moment that one of these negative self-talk moments occur? What would that be like instead of I don't deserve happiness saying I do deserve happiness and instead of waiting for the bottom to fall out you go I am pushing forward As hard as I can, knowing that the things that I do are aligned with the direction that I want to move my life because it makes me happy or satiated or proud. Then, one of the things that you really need to do is hit the pause button and take an inventory of the place that you are in your life right now. So often, we're stuck in this thought process of comparison, looking at whether or not we do deserve the things that we have in our life, the things that we've earned, the things that we've worked for. But the question that you have to ask yourself is who gets to make the determination of what you do or do not deserve in your life, right? Who gets to make that choice? Who gets to distill down the idea of what it is that you deserve as a human being who has worked really hard to put themselves in a place to be successful? Here's the problem. Most often in this scenario, when it comes to negative self-talk, we are battling the inner response that we have based on experiences from our childhood and being let down over and over and over again when people don't show up, when they don't give us the accolades that we deserve, when they don't appreciate our efforts, when they tell us we're worthless, or sad, or unloved, or unworthy, or don't belong, or never deserve love. And guess what? That narrative becomes true over time because it's embedded and ingrained in us so deeply that we don't know anything else, right? Success, college degrees, careers, doing all these amazing things, having a great house and a nice car and the best clothes often can be a cover-up for perfectionism while you're trying to make the outside look great and really attractive and really beautiful and be something, the inside of you is lost and hopeless and trying to make meaning of all these things that happen. That was my experience. I chased money and career and girls and drugs and things that I thought on the outside made me look or feel cool. And on the inside, I was Dying because I was not in this place. Even though in some areas of my life I was very successful, I was still missing the boat on what actually matters. And that is the self-sustainability of pride and self-love and worth and value and the things that actually matter at the end of the day. The only way you're going to put yourself in a position to have actual success in life is that you are going to have to reframe the narrative in your head that says you are unworthy. And look, that is a lot of work to undo. That is a huge foundation to have to break down till and then resoil and rebuild, right? You're talking about, for some people, a legitimate lifetime of work, but it is possible. You can, in fact, get to that place. Here's a tip. One of the things that was probably most potent for me in this entire journey was literally force-feeding myself the idea and the concept that it is okay to love myself. The big elephant in the room here is where is your self-love? Where is your appreciation? Where is the I feel good about the things that I've done? Right? Now, we understand why it's not there. So how do you put it there? And my experience was waking up every day for years and walking into the bathroom and looking in the mirror and telling myself, I love you. Eye contact wanted to let you know that I've released some new material on Think Unbroken Academy. If you go to thinkunbrokenacademy.com, you can take the self-love assessment as well as the free course is CPTSD Controlling My Life, as well as sign up for the upcoming courses where we take some deep dives into mindset, healing, trauma, and overcoming. So you can check that out at thinkunbrokenacademy.com and I will see you in the classroom trust, love, forcing it. like Literally, no matter how I felt, whether or not I didn't like myself or whether or not I was upset at the world or whatever it may be, every morning for years, I woke up, I walked in that bathroom, I looked at myself in the eyes, in the mirror, and I said, I love you. Here's the reality. People around us will always want to bring us down. Sometimes, and I am in this place with you, it's our parents. Here's what you have to understand. If you're like me and you find that being a little bit analytical is helpful and having a rhyme and a reason and being able to place A plus B equals C to give you an understanding greater than just a philosophical standpoint, one of the things that you can do is assess this from this. We understand, as trauma survivors, that trauma is a generational cycle, that the people who abused us were most likely abused, and the people that abused them were abused, and so on and so forth till the beginning of time. That is not a cop-out. That is not permission. That is not saying it's okay, and that certainly is not condoning any of the terrible fucking things that happened to you. What it does do, however, is gives you a place of understanding that the people who did this to you had it done to them. And thus, they did not have an understanding of the impact that they were having on the world. And you have to think for many of us, if you're in this age range of 30 to 50 years old right now, your parents were the most emotionally shut down human beings on planet Earth. They come from the war generation. We didn't hug, we didn't talk, we didn't laugh, we didn't love, we didn't communicate, we didn't hold hands, we didn't kiss, we didn't. There were so many things in society that were not happening, right? So it's entirely reasonable that there would be a trickle down effect on that by generation to generation. And now you have this generation of people, us. The people who are creating the change, the people who are stepping up to the plate and doing the things that they were fucking scared of. The problem with that, and the solution to it, is that we are responsible for everything that happens next. Here's truth, and this might not be easy for you to hear, but you are not going to love yourself or be able to be in a relationship or feel success, or self-love, or worth, or value, or any of those things until you decide that you are allowed to. And you are going to have to rebuild yourself to be the person that you want, right? Because you have a career, you have college, you have at times had relationships, right? It's not like you're totally broken and unfixable and unlovable and unsuccessful and un, un, un. It's just that there are pieces to the puzzle that are not out on the table right now because you haven't taken them out of the box. And the only way that they are going to come into play and you're going to be able to lay them on the table and form this big, beautiful, grandiose picture of the person that you are is you are going to have to come to terms with the fact that it is okay for you to love yourself. It is okay for you to trust yourself. It is okay for you to be enough based on a determination that only you can make. I can show you a bazillion Instagram posts that says you are enough. You know, as well as I do that, that doesn't mean shit, right? We can read that stuff all day long. It doesn't matter. Because until we consume that in a way that turns into our reality, by making effort to change the way that we think about ourselves, now sometimes that's done through hard work, right? Therapy, group therapy, coaching, mentorship, those things. And sometimes it's done through an internal narrative. Maybe you have to literally sit down every day and write, I love myself, and come up with 10 reasons why. And until you do these things, this idea of having the narrative of self-love and worth, whether you read it on social media or not, is never going to take place. Waiting for this place where rock bottom comes, that's a cop-out. That is an excuse. That is you saying, I am scared of my own potential. Look, I want you to really think about what I just said. I am scared of my own potential. That is where the fear of this place of waiting for it all to break down comes from. Because here's the thing, we are so ingrained in understanding that everything that we do has a negative ramification on the backside that the idea of success is terrifying. I would argue it's not worth or success that you're scared of, but the idea that you could actually step into the potential of being the person that you know that you want to be. Nothing in the world is more terrifying or uncomfortable than stepping in to the place where we become the person that we know we can be. Because it's new, and it's different, and it's scary. And my experience was the more successful I became, the more I was checking into the idea that I had power, the harder it got. Why? Because we are faced with our shadow self, that side of us that has been embedded with self-doubt and no love, and terrible fucking parents, and an idea that we don't deserve things. And every time we take a step forward, that shadow self, that dark part of us, wants to pull us back in, and pull us back in, and pull us back in. And the thing is, is that you are going to have to battle yourself in this place, because you are not going to find what you are seeking from anywhere other than intrinsically. That means that if you want to be in this place that you are going to have to do the work internally first, right? One of the greatest things that I did in my life was I spent a long time alone, a long time, because I needed to get comfortable with the idea that I was capable. I needed to put myself in a position to be successful by not leveraging other people's opinions of me. I had to rebuild myself. What you need to do is define what success looks like in your life. You need to define what enough looks like in your life. You need to define the person that you want to be. And if you are still in this place as an adult that your parents or the people around you are bringing you down or challenging your worth or telling you that you aren't good enough, you are going to have to put some personal boundaries in place and say, no, you don't get a place at my table. No, you don't get a place in my conversation. No, worst case, you don't get to be in my life. One of the best things I've ever done in my life was I removed my mother from my life. And I said, you are not allowed to be in my life anymore. A very hard decision for an 18-year-old. But realistically, the most important thing that I've probably ever done in my life because I was refusing to be in this place Where I was going to let her negativity continue to bring me down. And this idea of being a fraud and this idea of being a control freak live so much hand in hand because when we have the narrative of control in our life, then everything else around us, we get to have a say in. Except what happens is that we leverage this idea of fraud as the moment we lose control we're going to get found out. People are going to find out, oh no, did I lose my job? Did I lose a relationship? Did I gain a little bit of weight? Did I lose a little bit of weight? Right? However that goes, people are going to measure you. They're going to judge you. The thing here that you need to understand is, I'm going to break it down in two parts. One, control is a defense mechanism that our brain puts into place for perfectionism to protect us because we are so used to everything around us being shit. The more we control, the better we feel. Except in reality, as you know, that doesn't often work out very well. The idea of fraud, and here's your exact words, everyone will see that I'm a fraud and be right. Here's my tip of the day for everyone listening, wherever you are in your life, no matter what is happening right now in this moment, I want you to stop and hear this. This is so incredibly important. If you are concerned with what other people think about you, you are never going to move forward in life. We measure our value so often against how other people perceive us in the world while forgetting that the most important thing that you have to figure out is how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. Stop giving a fuck what other people think about you. Now, of course, that is not to say that you should not take value from the people in your life who bring you value. If one of my friends or my partner or my family or my business associates or whomever it may be, you know, if it's grandma or cousin or best friend or girlfriend or boyfriend or someone I trust and I care about and I admire and I have this relationship with comes to me and says, hey you know what? You're being kind of an asshole. You're being self-destructive. You're not showing up for yourself. You're really letting yourself down. We see a breakdown. You're not doing these things that you said you were going to do. You need to take that to heart and you need to evaluate what is happening right now. Because very often the people closest to us who actually love us, who actually care about our level of success and value in the world, will be honest with us and forthright with us, not in a demeaning or deterring way. Now, if they are, you probably need to evaluate the relationship that that you have with them. But other than this core group of people, and for me, it's probably like four people max, outside of them, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. And that is my superpower because it allows me to be willing to step into taking risk that i believe will make my life better so as you step into this your biggest challenge that you face with yourself is yourself and the number one thing that you can do right now in this very moment is every time this idea or this notion that you're not worth it comes into play Pause and reframe. So, thank you again, my friends, for spending time with me in this episode of the podcast. Again, if you have a question that you would like me to answer, please either DM me at Michael Unbroken on all of the things or email me at Michael at thinkunbroken.com. If you found value in today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you.
2: Thank you for listening to the Michael Unbroken podcast. To leave your question for Michael, call 971 801 2446. Please follow, like, subscribe, and review. And don't forget to check out more mental health resources at thinkunbroken.com. And follow Michael on Instagram at MichaelUnbroken.
0: Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show.